long, Simon. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, first off, massive congratulations on, on Dublin. That was that was, that was was pretty special. Um you know, I, I can't imagine what it must have been like for you. But before we talk about the fight, I just want to—I just want to ask you about the entrance that you you made on the night, which was probably the biggest talking point of the whole the whole event. Everyone was talking about it afterwards. I was there for Conor McGregor at one eight nine, where he came out to Sinead O'Connor. I've seen Michael Bisping raise the roof at the O2, uh, and I was in Glasgow, um, and uh, Rob Whiteford's entrance there was pretty. Uh, emotionally charged but yours was was off the scale it's probably the best I've ever experienced I mean how on earth was it for you walking out there for a fight with something just like that and nearly 10,000 people singing along honestly it was just crazy and I'm just so glad I had my coach there beforehand because obviously he had experienced Dublin last year and one of the things he said to me before I made the walk was this crowd out here is going to be insane he said, take 10 seconds to take it all in and then back focus on the fight. Don't let it overwhelm you. And I, I, I listened to exactly what he said and, and that's exactly what i done. And, you know, the, the music started playing. I looked up and I looked around, walking out, and I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking crazy. And I just took a deep breath and then I just went back into the tunnel vision because I know what it's like to fight in that like that amount of energy, not exactly with that amount of people, but how energies can influence you. I fought in like really hostile situations where, you know, I've had to stay focused. Like I fought Jessica I in her hometown. You know, that was hard to do at the time. So I, I, I realized that the crowd can fuel you or they can, you know, maybe put out that, that fire as well, depending on how you react to it. So for me, the big thing was, not depending on the reactions of the crowd, but just focusing on me because I, I've heard the stories, you know, oh, the crowd starts cheering and I start swinging, you know, I didn't want something like that to happen. So I did acknowledge it, but I, it's not, part of me feels like I missed it a little bit because I was like so focused on the, the fight. But in my mind, I was afraid to mess it up, you know, he was in the walk. It was amazing. I was like, but I was only on my way to work. I hadn't got the job done yet, you know. So for me, it was after the fight was was when I could only kind of start to take in the atmosphere and the crowd, you know. When Dan Hardy interviewed me and stuff like that was that was fantastic. That was amazing. That was one of the best feelings of my life ever. It was it was it was something pretty special. Have you had a chance to sort of watch it back? Have you watched it back about a hundred times since then? I, I've watched it back a few times. I'd say I've watched it back probably four or five times at most because I get really emotional when I, I watch it. So I get like a little bit of an adrenaline dump. I get like kind of tears of pride. It, it, it's very emotional for me to, to watch. So I try and keep myself on rations. I can't be spending the whole day walking around in a, a, a teary bundle. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to kind of limit myself to how many times I can watch it. But it is amazing, you know, to all those people singing along and, you know, that song means so much to so many people and, oh, it was just phenomenal. It was, it's so hard to explain and so hard to describe and I honestly didn't expect the reaction I got, you know. I expected to get a warm welcome but I didn't expect that kind of level of, I felt like everybody in the, the building just wanted me to win. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely something pretty special. And the other thing that that, that made it sort of doubly special was obviously the fact that it was the second time in two years that the UFC have been have been in Ireland, and 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 that that first first time, which was 
the one that really generated all the headlines to start with, with uh, with Connor and 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 Carl and and Paddy, and and even Gunnar Nelson, obviously who trains over there as well with you guys. Um, you were stuck in the tough house then, and it was all. Uh, you know, I know you spoke about it. Um, in, in, in the octagon afterwards, it was almost, it was almost like you, you, you know, you were missing out on your own birthday party almost, you know, it was, it was, uh, but, but it was, it was, it was, it was a great thing to see you getting your moment in the spotlight. Do you feel like now that you've now got that recognition that you would have had, had you been on that, uh, first card? I honestly feel like I, I have more recognition now than I would have if I had been on that first card, you know, obviously, with the the guys last year, everybody had a brilliant performance. You know, everybody won their fight, and it was kind of, I guess, nearly the start of the the kind of notorious era. It was like, oh right, this because everybody was telling Diego Brandel was being something special, and Connor kind of put him away. So easily it looked, you know. So it started the McGregor era. So I think if I had it competed last year, even with a performance like that. I don't think the crowd would have reacted to me the same way. And I think afterwards I would have been lost in McGregor fever. But then obviously the night that was in it, obviously I was heartbroken for my teammates, especially Paddy with his loss and whatever. It was was very hard. But at the same time, because the way things went on the night, I think that made my performance and my entrance and my fight more notable people paid more attention to it so I definitely feel like I got more recognition for this one than I would have if I had competed on Dublin last year Absolutely and uh, I, know, I know you mentioned Paddy then um, there was a there was a lot of focus on him uh, during fight week obviously he was he was due to be on the main card anyway but with all the with all the uh, the issues with the fight card, and we lost a couple of fights along the way, he ended up as the main event, and he seemed to take it all in his stride. At least, sort of outwardly, dealing with the media and everything, he seemed to take it all in his stride. But obviously, you're 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 very close with Paddy. You're you're close training partners with him and good friends with him. Um, and obviously, the fight didn't go his way on the night, despite a really entertaining performance, and it was it was a great back and forth war. Do you think that you know there was a lot of additional pressure on him that? that um, perhaps we didn't see as the media and as, as the public uh, that, 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 yeah. that might, might might perhaps have just taken an edge off him when he actually got in the octagon? Definitely. Uh, I do think the pressure of all the chopping and change in the fight week and all the extra media attention took its toll on him. This is just, just my opinion as, as being a friend and an observer because obviously I was around for fight week. You know, the the demands that are placed on you being main event there are so much more than if you're anywhere else on the card. So, you know, Paddy does take everything in the stride, but sometimes I think, you know, you think you're okay with something, but you're not really okay, and you're not acknowledging the extra factor. And then if you ignore that extra factor, sometimes it can just kind of creep up on you. I think maybe by the time it came to, to fight time, you know, the crowd the drain of the media on all week, all that kind of stuff, you know, it definitely can can influence you. And, and that crowd is a huge thing, you know, especially in Dublin. Like I was saying earlier, I was trying to have it that um, like it, it wouldn't make me or break me. You know, I wanted to be kind of independent to the crowd and have my own emotions in check. I mean, control of the situation just for myself. But if you were to kind of tune into the crowd, you might get lost, you know, you, you might lose track of your game plan, 
you might start to get a bit reckless. You might you might start to take risks that you don't need to be taking, or even just to fight at a higher pace and intensity than you're capable of maintaining. You know, we always say that you are training for sprints, but if you're running PBs, you know, constantly in the first round, and then it comes to the second round, you might you might slow down a little bit. So, I think there is a lot of pressure and. Uh, I can't even imagine what that'd feel like to go like, hey, your prelim and now or how your main car, but now your main event, you know. But we're sticking this camera in your face because we need to keep up with all the media stuff that we we had planned for somebody else. You know, it would be very difficult. Yeah, well, I think I think you know the way the way he sort of dealt with the whole thing, and even even the way he conducted himself immediately after after the loss, I thought he was a credit, and uh, hopefully hopefully he'll get the recognition from, obviously he's, he's got the recognition from the fans, and I think the media have got a lot of respect for him, but I, th- I think, you know, the most important thing is that hopefully he gets the uh, the recognition from the uh, the brass at the UFC, who understand that he's done them, he's, he's done them good there, and uh, I thought the, uh, you know, with with all of the with all of the things that happened on the uh, on fight week, losing losing the fights and everything, um, I thought everybody who was on that fight card and, and particularly Paddy, you know, everybody stepped up and did a great job. So, so fingers crossed. You know, it doesn't it doesn't do him any any uh, any major damage sort of career wise going forward. Um, but yeah, but, I think they will acknowledge his, his hard work and his effort, and you know. Um, even say, you know, Dustin Poirier refused to, to take a change of opponents and, and that kind of thing. Paddy didn't refuse to to take the main card spot and then didn't refuse to take the main event spot with all the all the effort and extra pressure and stress that went on top of that, you know, so hopefully the the guys do acknowledge that too. I think they will look yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I, I, I would expect so as well. Um, but back back to yourself, and obviously that was, you know, a pretty emotional night for you. And after, and you know, in in your hometown as well. The, you know, the obvious question now is, how on earth do you move on from that? What's next? How do you top that? What's next for you? Honestly, I don't think I'll ever top that. I think that's one of those things that's just, you know, you just I'll be sitting around telling my grandchildren about the, the night I made the the walk in UFC Dublin, you know, that would be that. The belt is obviously the, the, the next, but even then the belt will be different, you know what I mean? It'll be, it means something different to me. Like One was kind of almost like a, I guess a personal goal and the other is a career goal, almost if you look at it like that, you know, because I, I could win the belt anywhere in the world and it wouldn't feel the same as that fight in Dublin, you know what I mean? It would mean the world to me but it would just be different so obviously that's that's the next thing I'm trying to pursue but like you'll never get that crowd again I'll never get that response to that song again I'll never it was the, it was the first you know the, the first women's UFC fight in Dublin when I started there wasn't a UFC women's division I never thought I'd be fighting in that arena for the UFC because Dana was still against women's fights there was just so much that came together, you know, after missing the first UFC event in, in Dublin, you know, the first, I guess, the real one where they actually had a good deal of Irish fighters in the card. I know, 93, was, I was there for it, but I don't count it. But uh, it'll just be different. Yeah. I, w- I, won't, I won't say which one is better because I haven't won the belt yet. You know, uh, when I win the belt, I'll be able to tell you exactly. But um, it, it's just going to be different. It won't be the same unless I won the belt at home. You know, I don't think I'd get those same emotions. It would be definitely a lot of emotion, but just different. Yeah, yeah. And uh, looking looking at what's what's up next for you. I mean, you're you're 
You're ranked at number 15 at the moment. Uh, I know you, uh, we've got uh, we've got an event coming up in, in in London in February. Is that something that you want to be a part of? And is there a, is there a particular oh, opponent, is there a particular opponent that you're after? I mean, obviously, you know, you you mentioned that you're looking to move towards um, getting a title shot and getting in the getting in the mix for the belt. But is there someone on that list that you think would be a, would, would would make sense to you as an opponent for London? Honestly, there seems to just be a big kind of gulf um, between um, the girls in the division. I definitely want to be on the London card. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've contacted Sean Shelby about it. You know, so so he knows that I'm interested. I'm just waiting on him to start putting the card together and getting back. And I think it just makes a lot of sense for him, and it makes a lot of sense for me. But the only thing is, like I said, there's a lot of girls in the division who are coming off losses. Maybe there's a big experience gulf between us. And then there's the girls who are at the top of the division. And to be honest, the rankings say I'm number 15, but I know, and I know they all know, that I belong in the top of the division. You know, There's not any single one of those girls sitting at home thinking, ah, yeah, she's definitely the, the, you know, the lowest ranked in the division or one of the lowest ranked in the division or whatever. She's an easy night. There's not one of those girls thinking that. If anything, they're kind of probably a little bit relieved that I am in ranked hard than I am and I, I always feel like those rankings are very American biased anyway yeah. so um, like I said I just want to make a, a move towards the, the belt so whoever they want to give me you know there's been a few names thrown around people are saying on Twitter they'd love to see me fight Felice Terry. she's coming off a loss that doesn't really interest me so much Some people are saying the, whoever is the winner of Sohee Ham versus Courtney Casey maybe you know I, I don't mind like both of those are, are coming off losses going into that fight so then you know maybe the the winner will, will show something special and, and maybe they'll put that match up together but honestly I don't mind like moving towards the belt I, I will literally fight anybody you know I, I I was fighting Claudia you know earlier on this year until she pulled out you know I, I've no fear I've no reservations about anybody in that division in my mind I'm the best in that division and that's and that's all there is too I just need the matchups now I have everything dialed down with my weight cut and you know, all that I'm going to produce from now on is stellar performances because that was the thing that was killing me, you know. I didn't have the weight cut quite adjusted and, you know, the cuts were getting hard on me and I wasn't performing come fight time. Like, most of the time I felt, like, pretty terrible, you know, operating at about 50% at fight time at 115. And the last performance, you know, I didn't take a backward step. I didn't I didn't take a, have a heavy breath throughout the whole three rounds and I had a, a pretty intense pace, so... That, that's that's it now. That's 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 everything sorted. That was the only issue I ever had at one fifteen, and now I've that dialed down. That, that there's nothing stopping. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I think I think it's. You know, it was great to be there and, and be a part of the Dublin show and to see you get your get your moment in the spotlight. And you certainly you certainly took it. And uh, it was a great performance. Uh, it was a great it was a great uh, interview you did straight afterwards as well. And uh, you know, it's much deserved success. And I really look forward to seeing you. I hope you get on that London card. Um, it'll be it'll be great to see you again. And uh, fingers crossed, we see uh, we see you a few more times uh, next year. Obviously, it, it, there was a six month gap between your last two fights. How many times would you ideally like to fight in 2016? Um, I would like to ideally fight three, if not four times a year. Um, if I hadn't dislocated my collarbone in, in, in April, then I probably would have been busier this year. But, um, you know, sometimes uh, something like that, it seems like the worst thing in the world at the time, but it can work out as actually being a bit of a blessing in disguise. And I, I really do think that was that was what happened this year, you know. 
Well, fingers crossed. Uh, everything everything stays uh, stays where it needs to be, and uh, you, you know you stay healthy. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you in London and, and, and maybe a couple more times as, uh, as 2016 progresses. Ash, thanks very much for your time. I really thanks appreciate so much. it. Really, really nice chatting to you. Bye.